This is Apply the Word, the teaching ministry of Pastor Ty Orr and Water Springs Church. Here's a preview from Pastor Ty of today's message. Listen, a lot of times we don't understand that we don't come to Jesus, and this is the one that makes me sad, is that people won't come to Jesus because they think they're not worthy. The scripture doesn't say come to Jesus because you're worthy. It says if you desire, whoever desires anyone, then you come to Jesus and you take of the waters of life freely. He doesn't want anyone to not accept him and face an eternity separated from him, but he still leaves the choice up to you. Today, Pastor Ty is going to show you that it's never too late to simply accept God's gift of salvation. However, you need to make the choice for yourself. There's no greater peace that you can experience than when your name is written in the Lamb's Book of Life. But there's no greater suffering than missing out and not accepting God and spending eternity separated from Him. Now here's Pastor Ty in the book of Revelation chapter 22 as he begins his message, Readiness. We are in Revelation chapter 22. We're going to be continuing from verse 17 where we left off last week with our message entitled Readiness. And we're going to talk about the issue of being ready before the Lord. And so let's go ahead and let's pick things back up in verse 17. And we just want to look at that last part of verse 17. But let's go ahead and read through it together. And then we're going to talk about it. It says, and the spirit and the bride say, come, and let him who hears say, come, and let him who thirsts come. Whoever desires, let him take the water of life freely. Now, as we start again and we get into the word, we left off with this idea of whoever desires. And we gave a very clear invitation to the gospel of Jesus. And listen, if you were out there and you were listening last time and you committed your life to Jesus or you recommitted your life to Jesus, I want to just say real quick, just in those comments, say, yes, last week I committed my life to Jesus or last week I recommitted my life to Jesus. But you could also say, hey, look, I'm just committed to Jesus. Uh, You could do that. But we just want to encourage and pray for you. And by the way, this last week, uh, all those names that came in, uh, I've had the opportunity to pray for so many people that you're praying for, and I would hope that you and I are continuing to pray for people. It was such an encouragement, such a blessing, and I'm so thankful that we're engaging together in that way. Listen, I want to follow Jesus. I hope that you have chosen to follow Jesus because you can take of the water of life freely. And so we want to start there again. We need to glory in the great salvation that God has given us. There is a great salvation. All of our sins are forgiven when we trust Jesus. 
Jesus, and it's for anyone. We talked about this. It says, hey, whosoever desires. It's anyone. It's anyone, anywhere, anytime. It doesn't matter what's going on in your life. You don't have to get right to get with God. You get with God, and he will make you right. You have to understand that salvation is changing your allegiance from the world of darkness, from the things of the enemy to the things of light. And when you follow Jesus, your life will change. It's so amazing what happens when we do that. Now, anyone who desires salvation in Jesus Christ can come. They can have it. They can come and take from that water of life freely. But here's the thing that we didn't get to talk about last time, is that we make excuses. We make excuses all the time about why we wouldn't come to Jesus. And I hope I can break down maybe some of those excuses that you might have today. First of all, one of the excuses is, well, I don't understand all the Christian doctrine. I don't understand all the theology. I don't understand everything about the Bible. You don't have to understand everything about the Bible. You have to believe in Jesus, and you can come anyway. You come anyway, because it doesn't say, whoever understands everything, let him come and take from the water of life freely. It says, whoever desires. If you desire salvation, you come to Jesus Christ to have that salvation. Maybe you're in a place right now where you're thinking, oh man, listen, I can't repent Uh, the way I should. Man, my heart is hard, and I can't even weep over my sin. I don't even feel bad about the stuff that I do. Listen, you need to come to Jesus anyway, because it doesn't say whoever feels like they can get it together, whoever feels worthy, let him take of the water. It says whoever desires. So come and take of salvation freely. You know, some people say this. He says, well, I don't know if I can live the Christian life the way I should. I don't know if I can get it all together and look like all these other people look. Listen, Listen, let me tell you something. Everybody in the church is messed up. Hey, if you're messed up, would you put your hand up right now? Just put your hand up. Say, yes, I am messed up. Little hand emoji. Say, yep, that's me. I am messed up. Let's point at somebody right now. Point at somebody. Put it, I'm pointing at somebody. Everybody's messed up. You're messed up. I'm messed up. And I came to Christ freely and received salvation because in Christ is where salvation was found. It wasn't that I understood all of the Bible. It's not that I felt like I was worthy of it. I just came because I knew I needed Jesus. And so if you know you need Jesus, you can come today. But don't make excuses. It doesn't say whoever can live the Christian life perfectly. And by the way, the people who look like they're doing it perfectly probably aren't, and that's probably hypocrisy. They just look good on the outside, which was reformation, and they haven't been transformed on the inside, which is transformation. That's the issue of changing allegiance. When you leave the issue of darkness and you come to light, you're changing your allegiance from darkness to light. And in a world that is full of darkness right now, we need some light. You know what would be really nice right now? Hey, let's put some light out there. Hey, fire emojis. Let's bring some light. Let's do something. Say, look, I want to be light to this world. I want to be light to the community around me because, listen, it's dark. And if it's dark, we need to make sure that we are bringing hope to people. And that hope is found through Jesus. But listen, a lot of times we don't understand that we don't come to Jesus. And this is the one that makes me sad is that people won't come to Jesus because they think they're not worthy. The scripture doesn't say come to Jesus because you're worthy. It says if you desire, whoever desires, anyone, then you come to Jesus and you take of the waters of life freely. Now, As we go forward, we have to understand that this is a big word. It's a big word, whosoever. It means anyone. It's any shape, 
height or size, little sinner or big sinner, any ethnic background, young or old. It's whoever desires can come and have of the water of life. It's just simple. And we make it so complicated. Do you desire Jesus Christ and do you desire salvation? If you desire Jesus and you desire salvation, then come. Come to Christ. And I want you to know right now, that's something you can do. Raise your hand, say, yes, I'm going to do that. I'm going to come to Christ. I believe in Jesus. Now, the Lord is with us all the time. And the world we're living in, there's a lot of things that are happening. Come on, guys. Listen, there's a pestilence that's affecting our culture. There are earthquakes in various places. A lot of us around here, Facebook blew up the other day. And there's like, did you feel the earthquake? I didn't. I didn't feel it. Now, I got to be honest with you. Um, I'm a California boy. So apparently, unless the epicenter is near my house and it's over a four, I don't notice. Uh, so I just didn't notice it, but everybody noticed it. Um, a lot of people that live in, in central Idaho, they really noticed it because they were really close. Guys, listen, the world is crazy right now. We're talking about it on radio. We're dealing with it when we're doing our truth for use. Like, guys, the world is going crazy. But listen, Jesus Christ, according to Hebrews chapter 13, 8, is the same yesterday, today, and forever. And you can hold on to Jesus because Jesus isn't going to let you go. And if you desire salvation, you can come freely. Lord, I desire to be saved, maybe is what you're in your heart. Well, you know what? We ask God to give us a new heart. Maybe we're thinking our heart is dark and we need a new heart. I said, Lord, I desire to give up my sins. I desire to be a Christian. I desire to believe and I desire to obey. But in this, you have no strength. And you're like, but I don't have the strength to do this. Then you say, God, give me the power to do this. And that power comes from the Holy Spirit. If it's your desire to know God, you freely come and God is gonna give you his Holy Spirit. He's gonna give you the power to be the person you're supposed to be in Christ. But... It has an if, if we are willing to receive the invitation that God has given us. The invitation gives us a sense of urgency, and the world around us right now gives us a sense of urgency. There's a lot of stuff around us right now that's causing us to start going, hey, there's a lot of crazy stuff happening. Earthquakes happen all the time, but they're not combined with all these things we see in the world. And so now there's a lot of people who are fearful. Do not be afraid. Remember, your God, the Lord, is still on the throne, and he is with you every day. He's with you wherever you go. He is all-powerful. He is all-present, and he is grace, and he is love, and he is with you. You have to remember that. And you know what? Do you remember that? Are you remembering that Jesus is with you? If you are, hey, quick heart in that comment line. Say, yep, I remember that God loves me. Yes, God loves me. And I want to tell other people that God loves them too. And I hope that we would do that. Now, as we continue in this, the idea of taking from it freely, there's something about Christianity that you have to remember. The essence of Christianity is summed up in this, is that God gives salvation to us freely. It is in all other world religions that you have to do something to get right with God. We don't have to do anything to get right with God. We simply can come to God and he makes us right. The gift is a free gift. It's a free gift. If you received the gift, put a gift in the line. Say, I've received the free gift. I've received the gift of eternal life and the gift is free. And I want other people to know that it's free. And I would hope that we would engage in that way. 
But all of the world religions can be summed up in the idea that we must bring something to give to God to be made right, where Christianity is summed up in this, is that God invites us to take of the water of life freely. And you cannot bring anything to justify yourself. You can't bring something to make yourself right with God. You are made right with God because God makes you right with himself through the sacrifice of Jesus Christ. That's what God does. And we need to praise God for that. We need to praise the Lord. We need to lift our hands and just praise the Lord. And say, God, I want to just thank you. I thank you right now, God, for my salvation. I thank you for what you've given me. And I would hope that you and I would all take time to do that. Now, it is a beautiful thing that this great invitation closes the book of Revelation. See, all of the prophets, the apostles, the warnings, and the promises of the Bible are wrapped up in this idea of come to Jesus and take of the water of life freely. Now, when we get to verse 18, it moves into a place of a warning to the church. And we want to receive this warning. Listen to what it says. Verse 18 says, For I, and we'll talk about that in a moment, For I testify to everyone who hears the words of the prophecy of this book. I think the first thing I want to point out is this. And ask this question, Am I, are we hearing the word of God? We are taking a lot of time to make sure that the word of God is still going out. We are loving people. We are praying for people. We're calling people on the phone. We're letting people know that they're loved. We're asking people to send us prayer requests. Let us know how we can pray for them, how we can help them. But there's an issue that's bigger and grander than any of that is the word of God going out. And that's why we are doing the services live. We're doing the Q&As. We're doing all of the, the truth for you's. We're doing all these things to make sure the word of God is going out because the scripture says faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. And when things are this dark, when things are this tragic, the church must be empowered with the word of God because the church is the group of people that stands up in the midst of darkness and said, there is light and there is hope and there is joy found in Jesus Christ. And I would hope that all of us right now would say, yes, I choose to be that light. I choose to be positive online. I choose to bring hope online. I choose to pray for people. I choose to do what is good and right to bring people together together in love and in Jesus. And I would hope that we would do that. By the way, if you come together in love, make sure it's six feet apart, no more than 10. But listen, I, I think a lot of this is that you and I, as the church, need to realize how important the word is. So are we hearing the word? Are we shutting off the noise long enough to hear the word? Here is something that goes on at a time like this. We're sitting at home, we've got nothing to do, and we start to binge watch TV or something. Maybe it's time to shut off the news, shut off the TV, and be quiet before the Lord and allow the Lord to speak to us because we need to hear from God, church. We need to be hearing the word. So are we hearing the word? If you're hearing the word and you're making time, put a hand up, put an emoji in there, say, I am making time for Jesus. I am making time for the word. Now, he says, anyone who hears the words of the prophet see this book, if anyone, this is like the whosoever, if anyone adds to these things, God will add to him the plagues that are written in this book. Now, I've read the book of Revelation, and i be honest with you, do not want the plagues of the book of Revelation on my life. I don't want that, and I'm not going to add to the word. I'm not going to mess with that. That is something we have to understand. That's a no-no. 
We do not mess with God's word. We read God's word for what it is, and we take it in its entirety from Genesis to Revelation. It is one book. It is integrated theology from Genesis to Revelation. And Revelation is about the coming of the king that is promised in Genesis chapter 3, the Savior that would come. But who is speaking here? This is very interesting. And a lot of commentators are unsure who the I is testifying. Some would say John, and a lot of those that have translated the scripture have said that. But there's also good reason to believe that it's Jesus that's giving this warning. Jesus, as our high priest and our king, is giving the warning, saying, hey, don't mess with the word. Listen to what he says as he continues this warning in verse 19. And if anyone takes away from the words of the book of this prophecy, God shall take away his part from the book of life, from the holy city, and from the things which are written in this book. It's like, look, don't add to it, or you're going to add plagues to your life. Don't take away from it, or you're going to have life taken away from you. Listen, don't mess with God's word. I'm going to say it one more time. Don't mess with God's word. God's word is holy. It's right. It's true. We have to receive it as it is given to us. I'm a finished form guy. I believe that the word of God that we have is right and complete in its finished form that we have today. And I take it as that, but I don't want to mess with it. But it's a high price to pay for tampering with God's word. But in context, please understand He's talking about the book of Revelation. And so don't tamper with the book of Revelation specifically, but also the scriptures in general. What you have to remember is that in Deuteronomy, in the second giving of the law, in Deuteronomy chapter four, in verse two, it says, you shall not add to the word which I command you, nor take anything from it, that you may keep the commandments of the Lord your God which I command you. So he says, look, don't take away from it. Don't add to it. That's bad mojo. Don't want to be doing that. You want to be really, really careful. But you know what? He says it not only once in Deuteronomy, he says it a second time in Deuteronomy chapter 12, uh, verse 32. He says, look, whatever I command you, be careful to observe it. You shall not add to it nor take away from it. Look, this is a warning. He says, look, whoever wants to come can come and receive of the water of life freely, absolutely, but do not add to nor take away from the word of God, specifically Revelation, but Deuteronomy covers the scripture. Don't take away or add to the word of God. It is a solemn promise that is given to us that the book of Revelation also can be understood. I think a lot of times people don't realize that while the book of Revelation is so hard, and I'm looking forward to teaching through the book of Revelation here in the near future of our new normal. What I meant to say is the near future of our new normal, when we come back together as a church, I'm looking forward to teaching through Revelation. Revelation is understandable. It's not something that's beyond us. We can understand it. It gives itself its own outline. I mean, it's easy to understand. And we take the word of God and we receive it into our lives. There's a blessing when you study the book of Revelation. It can be understood. It can. Don't freak out. Going, oh, it's really hard. It's, it's, it's just another book of the Bible. It's a prophetic book that speaks to us of the coming of the King, the promised Messiah. See, today is Palm Sunday. And Palm Sunday, Jesus rode in on a donkey into Jerusalem, and all the people hailed him as the King. And you know what revelation is? Revelation is you and I 
hailing him as the king as he returns. It's the return of our king. And you know what? It's more than just little itty bitty snapshots. It's a big picture, guys. The whole Bible speaks of Jesus being king and our king is coming. If you're excited about Jesus coming, say Maranatha, say praise the Lord, absolutely. I want the Lord to come. I'm gonna put a hand up. See, I want Jesus to come because if Jesus comes right now, if the rapture would be today, I was just hoping, if the rapture was today, we'd all be going home. We don't have to worry about any of this stuff anymore. We no longer have to stand in line for toilet paper. We're going to be with Jesus, and I'm looking forward to that day in heaven when we are all with the Lord. That day is coming for all of us. We pray for it to come quickly. But we go from a warning to a promise. Now listen very carefully. The promise is this, verse 20. He who testifies of these things says, Surely I am coming quickly. Revelation emphasizes a readiness and a watchfulness. That's something you have to realize. And that's why we entitled the message what we did. Readiness. If we miss the practical lesson from the book of Revelation, it is a lesson of readiness. Are we ready? Are we looking for the coming of Jesus? Are we hoping for the coming of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ? Readiness of heart is something that we must have every day. And are you ready? If you are ready, type in, I am am ready. I am living ready. I look forward to the coming of Jesus. Right now, I just want you to be prepared. I want you to be ready. I want you to say, yes, I am living in readiness because when I look at the world and the plagues and the, and the pestilence and the disease and the earthquakes and the financial problems and all the stuff that's happening, yes, I am looking up. I am looking for the return of Jesus and I'm going to change my allegiance quickly from this world to Christ because Christ is coming. I would hope that you would do that. Put that in there. Say, yes, I am looking forward. I am ready for the coming of Jesus. I'm living in readiness. When you and I miss the essential message of the book, it's a shame because the statement, I am coming quickly, is not just enough. He puts on an emphasis on both sides. He says, surely and amen. Surely I am coming quickly and amen. So be it. So the Lord is coming quickly. Now, he says this, He says, even so, come, Lord Jesus. Now, here's a lesson from last week. We were joking around about how we smell Maranatha and what that word is. Well, you have to understand, John uses an Aramaic expression, and it's well known to the ancient church, but it's the term Maranatha, which is used here. And the book of Revelation concerns many prophetic events. However, it closes with John longing for the return of Jesus for his people. Do you long for the return of Jesus? Uh, Do you long for him? I I long for the return of Jesus. I look at this world and guys, it's a mess. We've been talking about it. People are being mean to one another. People are beginning to separate on political lines. Like the government can't tell us to not go places. And oh man, it's so bad. We should isolate ourselves with our toilet paper and our bunker. And, and you know, people are starting to isolate and they're starting to get weird and they're starting to divide church. Listen, we cannot divide. Listen, 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 listen. Michelle says I use the word too much, but I need people to listen. Church. You and I must come together in love right now more than any other time in the world. We must come together and be who we're supposed to be. Water springs, all churches are a community of faith. And we as a community of faith seek to love God, to love each other, to love the world, and to do it right now. 
Those are our four hearts that we put in that line. It's love up, love in, love out, love now. And that's what we need to be doing. We need to come together, not separate. Even though we can't gather as a group, what we can do is we can be in our homes, we can be loving people, we can be encouraging people, we can be giving people hope and joy through all the social media, all the technology. But church, we must stay together as the church. We are the body of Christ. We cannot be separated. And we as the body of Christ are looking forward to the coming of our King. Are you looking forward to King Jesus coming? I don't know if there's a crown emoji, but maybe there is. Maybe we should toss a crown emoji in there and say, yes, I'm looking forward to the King and I'm gonna love the King. I'm gonna love the body in his name. I'm gonna love the lost in his name. And I'm gonna do it right now because I look forward to the coming of my King. When the end times come, there are two destinations for every person, heaven or hell. Today, Pastor Ty is going to stress the importance of knowing God intimately and knowing that your eternity is secure in Him. He offers salvation to anyone who wants it and promises to give it to you too if you just ask and give your heart to Him. To not have to fear death and what comes after is an incredible blessing to have. We'd like to take a moment to share some opportunities to partner with us here at Apply the Word. One way is to become a financial supporter of this ministry. Apply the Word is completely funded by listeners like you, and each contribution brings the Word of God to those that may not hear it otherwise. Donations can be made at our website, watersprings.net. Even greater than financial support is your commitment to partner with us in prayer. If you're praying, would you let us know? Send us a quick note to apply the word at watersprings.net. That's apply the word at watersprings.net. God is so full of mercy towards his creation that he gives chance after chance to accept his free gift of eternal life. Next time on Apply the Word, Pastor Ty is going to share with you God's incredible patience towards everyone that hasn't yet turned to him. You'll get to be encouraged to fellowship with other believers afterwards, so you all can be continuously encouraged and connected to go spread the word to more. That's all we have for today's edition of Apply the Word. If you'd like a copy of today's message, you can download it from our website, watersprings.net, or visit our YouTube page. Be sure to tune in again as Pastor Ty continues teaching through God's Word next time on Apply the Word. 